to the Heads in the Game podcast. It is an international break, which is, of course, boring times for some club fans or very exciting times if you are super into Balkan soccer as uh, Turner is here. We've got Turner and Chris to look at both the international break and also take the opportunity to look at what has been a very hectic, very unpredictable, very unexpected start to the Premier League season. Uh, Leicester City is top and Liverpool is not. And I think Arsenal are down there somewhere. I need to get my magnifying glass out for that. Uh, but we'll get to all of that. But first, Turner, I know yesterday was the final day of European of Euro qualification. Uh, a year late, but we finally got the playoff finals. There was a lot of Balkan action, which I know you're very in tune to. But a pretty historic moment uh, was the first game of the day. You know, two countries that we wouldn't expect to be in euros but one is and you know you want to talk about what you saw in macedonia georgia uh yeah it was a pretty incredible uh i was only able to watch the second half but uh a pretty incredible moment for macedonia uh to i believe reach their first ever euros uh after a uh a pretty <laughs> pretty not a great goal by pandev but uh they all count they win and uh uh yeah big moment for 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 Macedonia especially after beating Kosovo uh in the first uh leg or whatever uh the first playoff qualifier uh so yeah they get settled into a group that they could possibly do some damage in uh one of the weaker groups in the Euros uh with Ukraine Austria and Netherlands uh so yeah I'm, I'm excited for Macedonia especially uh even more exciting when uh, their uh, northern enemy Serbia loses uh, to uh, Scotland, um, and which, uh, for my actual ethnic background, being Scottish, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, and and Scotland hasn't got to a big tournament since '98 France, so that was big. And I don't know if you guys saw the Andy Robertson interview, but the dude was yeah. like full of emotion and. Um, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And then, I mean, so many, so much stuff to talk about. Hungary, the Hungary game was insane. Yeah. Well, uh, one hopefully, of the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the Hungary game was absolutely incredible. I know, you know, Iceland, darlings of the 2016 Euro tournament, beating England, eventually losing to France. You know, it, it was tough to see them go, but what an incredible comeback for Hungary. And of course, the reward for their comeback is now Hungary going to a group with France, Portugal, and Germany. One of the most, I, I think that's like probably the best group I've ever seen at a major yeah. tournament with those uh, first three. You know, I think those are three of the top eight teams in the world right now. Um, uh, group of death with USA uh, getting out of Germany, Poland, and Ghana. Uh, come on, James. That, Germany, that's Portugal. Cool. Or was Germany, it Germany, Portugal, Portugal, Germany, Portugal. That, that was a pretty insane group. I missed yeah. Shout uh, out my I'm, boy I'm Jermaine joking. Jones with the goal against exactly. Portugal. Uh, um, but yeah, but future, but future Arsenal stars. So Zolo by the dude we've been getting linked with every single day because we don't have any creative talent with the winner. Uh, and straight out of RB Salzburg, I'm sure he'll be going to Leipzig. But uh, if we if we if we can get our hands on him, he looks incredible. So that's exciting. Um, and what the Slovakia game I didn't really get to watch to be honest, <laughs> to be honest. The North, yeah I mean the Slovakia Northern Ireland game pretty interesting uh, Northern Ireland you know had got 2,000 fans in there and uh, they were making a raucous so 
always great to see fans back. You know, you really don't realize what you're missing until you hear that sound. And it's honestly, it's pretty insane just to think that that's what we took for granted uh, in watching the game and lost. Uh, last international game we'll quickly touch on. You know, the U.S. is back playing. They played Wales yesterday. A zero zero draw, a lot of debutants, a lot of people that are, you know, potential England internationals playing for the US, Mensa being the Amessa being the big one for that. Of course, Gio Reyna, seventeen year old Phenom plays for Borussia Dortmund. Erling Holland calls him the American dream, uh, made his debut. Pulisic was not uh in for this one, but uh, you know, a pretty promising team and you know, coaching aside, which I think is pretty disastrous for the U.S. men's national team. No fan of Greg Berhalter. Optimistic times to be a fan of uh, U.S. football uh, looking ahead to 2022. And, of course, 2026, where the U.S., Mexico, and Canada will all automatically qualify for the World Cup they host, which, you know, we'll definitely – we're all going to be there, right? Uh, Charles, I got a question from both of you. Since you guys are uh, real deep on the international – scene the u.s right you see on bleacher report you see all the time like see everywhere that we got all this young talent and that you know we're looking up do you guys think that like they could actually do something within the next coming years like do you think they could actually turn something out or is it more so just social media and stuff kind of gassing these players to us honestly like i mean i i think this is the best generation um the u.s has had uh ever um, you know, the only rival, you know, if we look back 1930, the U.S.'s best World Cup finish, uh, 1930, the first World Cup, made it to the semifinals. There were no European teams. The U.S. team was like a bunch of like steel builders. It was a crazy time. But I think the only other rival in terms of golden generation is the team from the early 2000s, you know, when you, we had, you know, uh, Claudia Reyna, uh, Landon Donovan, that team. And I really think that this team has the potential to be better. I think Pulisic, players like Pulisic and Reyna that are easily playing, that are, that are you know, consistent starters within some of Europe's biggest teams are a luxury that the United States has never had before. Um, and, like, whether they can win a World Cup, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think so. Like, that's, you know, that Maybe. there's a lot of steps between that. But I think, like, a team that can challenge and be in the quarterfinals, maybe make a semifinal, uh, clearly cement themselves as better than Mexico is a pretty phenomenal result. And, you know, as the World Cup expands in 2026, I think that they should really be looking for a eliminate, like a round of 16 run. Because, like, if we're being honest, you know, the U.S. makes in 2010 and 2014 is playing in the knockout. They, you know, are fairly close to Belgium in 2014. And that team was significantly worse than the team the talent level possible in this game. So, you know, when you've got, you know, a right back that's starting for Barcelona, you've got, you know, players that are playing at the top level of uh, European football. I mean, I'm optimistic. Turner is, I, I think, a little more cynical. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll play a little bit Dell's advocate. Look, it's, it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of kids. I watched the game yesterday. Uh, it's very clear that I still don't really think we have a striker. I don't oh, really trust uh, Timothy Weah. Uh, and I think that's essential. I also just feel like the uh, us not qualifying for the last World Cup was just because we didn't really have any real leader, such like especially like center midfield player. Like, I just don't like Bradley. I've never liked Bradley. Yeah. Uh, and so I think Weston McKinney should be that. And if he lives up to all of his hype, 
then I think we then then that's who we need. But I also Tyler Adams, I've never been too too convinced by the the, the announcers last night. He looks good. I'm just like the announcers were just talking about how he's been starting for Leipzig for three years. Dude, I've never seen that dude play. Uh, I, I saw him, I, I think recently he's broken into the team or whatever. I, I, he didn't like flat out lie, but they kept talking as if he plays week in, week out. And I was like, I remember that. I remember when Leipzig went to uh, the new Spurs stadium. He was nowhere near yeah. that field. When Werner is uh, sliding on his like, knees through that yeah, bitch, bro. So, no, and, and, and like, you know, and then like there was one moment where he like took a shot from 40 yards down he's like well he scored the semi-finals of the champions league i was like that was the we- the best deflection i've ever seen in my life <laughs> so i don't know i'm not entirely convinced i don't like conrad that dude played pretty poorly yesterday i don't know who that guy is i think pulisic instead of he's him in the, far better. The, yeah conrad is the 17 year old that's in the barca squad so i think he definitely looks, the future. he like literally or just it? looks really good like like yeah. his physique and looks like he's ridiculous <laughs> but he yeah, uh, I, I, Pulisic will fit in a lot better. I don't know. It wasn't a full squad, but uh, there's tons of promise. I just think with an average age of, of what? Last night it felt like it was like 19 was the yeah. average age oh, of a team. It was insane. It was uh, insane. With like John Brooks being like an elder uh, yeah. to, uh, to that team. So I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced. Um, and I think we would we would do so much better with like a, a Clint Dempsey Fulham uh, when he was at Fulham. If he could play yeah. also with all those kids around him, I think that would, I'd, yeah. I'd be a lot more hopeful. I, I, I think really agree. Qualify. I just don't think, I don't think I, I'd like maybe a quarterfinal berth in the next 10 years would be like my, the highest I think we could ever go, yeah. which I think is what, is what you're saying too, Chaz. I don't think yeah. you're yeah. claiming we're getting any titles soon. So. No, I totally agree. <laughs> I think you, I, Definitely identified. I think striker is the obvious hole in the team. You know, Josh Sargent doesn't impress me all that all that much. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, this team was also entirely uh, Euro-based U.S. players, except for Legette, who the Galaxy were already eliminated. So at center back, you're going to get you know Mark McKenzie, Go Deeks uh, would get in there. Um, you know, he's one for the future, a very promising player. But I, I think striking striker huge hole in the team right now just a consistent goal scoring Pulisic is obviously a very talented player but won't provide that much goal many goals and works best when you have a solid goal threat so I think that's definitely one area that the U.S. is definitely going to have to look and it's you know international football it's you know you can't just sign a striker <laughs> sometimes you don't yeah. have one in the next generation and that's you know it's you know it's like how the Germans don't have fucking fullbacks right now like they just don't have any yeah. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this team develops. But, I, you know, I think there's room for optimism. Uh, I, I, I honestly think the biggest hole is coaching. I don't yeah. think actively they do anything interesting. Um, and I think that I, key really. players are misused. So, I, I got a question for you and you and Chris. I think the, uh, the last, I think, big thing that we've been seeing is this English team and Southgate essentially rotating uh, the Chelsea Academy every week. Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering, Chris, first, if you had all those English players, and you could include ones that haven't been uh, brought up to the national team, what is your starting 11 for England? Because I think that is such a controversial topic. You can go anywhere with it. That Are you haven't starting been out? brought up? No, no, I'm not starting now. Well, okay, my big thing is, like, I mean, Grealish, I guess, is called up, so it's not like he's, like, not in the squad, but homie's dirty. Like, if, if they don't play him, then they're honestly, like, 
tripping because Mount, dude, I just like everybody. You see what Grealish is doing, like week in, week out, just skipping past everybody. Like, you know, I, I yeah. really like Turner, to see Turner, Turner definitely saw some of that. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's just keep going. <laughs> ask you a question, Chris. Um, but no, I'm gonna like pass it on. Charles could discuss a couple more if anything comes to his head right off the top. But yeah. that's just one person. I, for me. I got a team no, for you. For sure. I, I'm getting rid of this three center backs for England. I'm not convinced by it. I don't think they play good footy with it. Um, so I'm going Pope and goal. I'm going Reese James at right back. I'm going. Um, okay, I, I don't know. It's Pope or Henderson. I don't think it's Pickford. Uh, Reese James, just real quick. Reese James over Juan Bissaka, over Trent, over. Walker, oh, oh over shit! I forgot about Trent. I forgot about Trent. Thank you. Forgot about Trent. <laughs> I think he's good, but thank you. Look, okay, insane. okay. Just I'm gonna be on, honest Chad. here. I'm gonna be honest here. I literally just like, I forgot about Trent. I was looking at the <laughs> their starting lineup against Ireland. I forgot about Trent. Okay, redo, redo, redo. Okay, Pope, Trent. Center back some issues. You know, we got Keane, we got Maguire. I think you do Maguire-Mings. I think you do need a left-footed center back, um, and I think Mings provides that. I think that's definitely an area of controversy. Left back, real problems. Real problems at left back. Um, Saka, I don't think is the answer in a back four, but I don't know who they have better at this time, except for Ben Chilwell who I think if he can like, – I, I think he's been super impressive for Chelsea this year. I think he could Turner. be a phenomenal left back. Uh, Turner, first. is your boy Maitland-Niles a left back or right back? He does not know. Maitland-Niles does not know. He just kind of goes anywhere. <laughs> to play right wing, he's incredible. Anywhere you put him. He's a yeah. sub. He's a but I, I think Chilwell is – you know, I think that he's the answer, honestly. Like, I don't even know why I said it was a problem. I think he's definitely better – than anyone else in the England system at left back. I think then we get into midfield. I'm going three midfielders. Uh, look, I think there's an argument, an argument that you can do a, some combination of like these four. Okay. Rice, Mount, Grealish, Winks. Currently, currently, I think there's room. Like, I think that's an area where they're not phenomenal. I, you know, I guess, uh, I guess Henderson probably in there instead of Winks. Definitely Henderson. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, I'm looking yeah, yeah. at like Henderson, Grealish, and oh, I don't want to throw him out in there. Douglas Rice, he's, he's okay. He's all right. Rice I don't know. Hold on. And then, and then up top, and then up top, I think, you know, I, I, an ideal, uh, you know, starting three is uh, Sancho, uh, Kane. Um, the third is Sterling in the current system, like 1,000%. Uh, I think Bellingham has tremendous promise. I think, you know, Calvert-Lewin is a great, you know, second option. Uh, Vardy is, you know, internationally retired. Uh, you know, but if he was still there, he'd be in contention. Um, but I think, you know, my prom area would definitely be center back and center mid. I think those are the two areas that are most lacking. But I don't – I'm not convinced by Southgate's 3-4-3. I'm just not. You're not giving – you're not putting the uh, Portuguese English wonder in your squad one and Eric Diarrhea. Oh, my God. All right. Let's Bro, just stop. I don't even want to – dude, I think, I think it's Henderson, Henderson, Rice, 
and Grealish. Grealish at Cam with the two behind him. Yeah. Or yeah, or easy, yeah. maybe instead of Rice, I really like Calvin Phillips. I don't think he's proven yet, but I oh, think Calvin that's Phillips a good is uh is is gonna be there instead of uh, Winks is. I mean, come on, dude. I, the fact that that boy yeah. he played well yesterday. He played well yesterday. Maybe I'm Man, sure. Like, him and Delhi, like. But geez, like some of the, like, I'll give it to Kane. Kane's been ridiculous this season, and we'll we'll talk about that later. But like, gee, I, I like just some of the inflections are just so comical that uh, yeah. And center back's interesting, Chaz. I honestly think maybe you're best off playing Walker. Walker's played so much center back, you could honestly just play Walker there uh, with maybe Maguire or with Mings or. Maybe Joe Gomez when he's fit because that's another thing we gotta talk about. Liverpool's <laughs> injuries at the moment are like God. Uh, but anyway, I just think it's fascinating because that 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 team it almost feels like you're playing career mode. Like I like because yeah, do so many things with uh, so it's many insane. And uh, if they, yeah. I mean, and in typical English fashion, like I do not think they're gonna do well at Euro 2021. Like at this current like run of form, like you know. I got, it's tough, but it's, I, could, to- group, I, know, I could totally see them getting like, like totally upset in the round of 16 or something. Yeah. For the quarterfinals. I think I say yes, the year is go to quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more we can talk about international wise, but yeah, I think we should, you know, move back to, you know, what we know and love the Premier League, which has, you know, started off crazy and has been crazy since in uh, different ways. So I think, you know, when we last looked back, you know, this was right when Everton and Villa were off to their, like, basically perfect starts. And unsurprisingly, both have sort of regressed a little bit. I mean, Everton have lost three straight uh, since their uh, tie against Liverpool. That's been pretty upsetting. Villa lost two and then absolutely ran Arsenal out of the stadium. Um, and otherwise, I mean, what we've been seeing is, you know, Leicester have been playing super well. Tottenham have been stringing together some performances. Liverpool, um, you know, have been defensively very strong since losing Van Dyke, but I think that's going to get a little more complicated because, I mean, Turner, as you alluded to, Joe Gomez is out for – you know, I think months is the answer that they're hoping he can be back by the end of the season. Van Dyke is out for the season. Their Fabinho is still injured, but they think he's going to be back after the international break. So we're going to be seeing, you know, Fabinho Matip at center back, which is, you know, a pretty significant ground downgrade in that position versus Van Dyke and uh, Gomez. But, you know, even Gomez was playing, you know, he started off the season pretty rough. That Villa game was pretty terrible, but, He's been putting together some, you know, pretty convincing appearances. Uh, appearances. So, you know, I think in January it's probable that they spend some money to try to bring in a center back. But, you know, how do you all think that Liverpool are going to be able to fare? Like, do you foresee that, you know, come January we're going to be talking about Liverpool's within touching distance of the title, that they're going to drop points against teams that they shouldn't? Because, you know, just looking at their upcoming matches, uh, you know, the, their first match back from the international break is Leicester. Um, and, you know, their next games are Brighton, who are, you know, not the best, but then they go straight out to Wolves. So a pretty t- tough run of three games. And so where do you guys think the Liverpool are going to come out of this? Mm, 
Oh, I guess I'll start. I don't know, dude. Like, you know, for me, it's just I, you just can't ever really count them out. Uh, yeah. Salah, Salah just got COVID. Uh, oh, so yeah. Totally forgot about that. Um, but and so I, I mean, but they played who they they played Atlanta, right? I think, or they played West Ham or Atlanta. 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 Sorry, with the the Phillips kid in the back. Yeah. Uh, and he he like killed it. Really well. Got man of the match against West Ham or something. Yeah. So it's just like it just never really feels like uh, they never get hit as hard as they should be. But I mean, this is pretty severe at this point. Um, it's unlucky. I feel bad for them. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it just might mean that, uh, city might get that advantage, but also city's not putting together, uh, the form needed and they continue to drop points. Uh, I hate to admit it, but the, the boys, uh, North London are looking dangerous. Uh, I, I, I think, I don't know, Chris, I'll, I'll, I mean, cause I think, Tottenham really will be the talking point today because your boys have gotten more praise. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd see the day where Gary Neville and uh what's his and Carragher will be on Sky Sports saying, Can Spurs win it all? I, there's that that like I, I I would literally die if they were talking about Arsenal in that framework. Cause it's not that we ever have deserved to be talking about like that. But but uh I just can't believe we're saying this after like I, I just think I just can't wait till start, Spurs really start facing some opposition and we got that upcoming so uh, we'll see I mean like one zero West West Brom good result two one at Brighton but like I, I think really it's just Spurs and City right uh, and I guess Chelsea I gotta admit uh, Chelsea will are starting to put things together so I think this oh this Leicester be, I mean I, between, yeah but let's do Leicester are, like. Like the game against us was insane. How they won that game. The Wolves game was awful. Like literally one of the worst games I've ever tuned into. I had to turn it off. Um, I, I like they they ruined it last season. They're not gonna. I, I think they could definitely be a shot for top four, a hundred percent. But but I think it's I think it's Spurs. I just don't think they hold like consistent like their form consistently enough. Also, yeah, totally. And they like, just piss me off. They'll like, go on the stretches where it looks amazing. And then just a month of just like shit in the bed and just poor results. And it's like, well, yeah, there goes everything. I think yeah. I completely feel that. Um, but I, I think, think we should talk main, about Tottenham. I mean, well I, well, I was gonna say the main talking point I think should be between you two. Uh, who's finishing between uh, you two higher? Because I think that's that Spurs and Chelsea I have on similar levels right now. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Where I, I think they could maybe both win challenge, but but also they could just be like competing for second or third. Not that that would be. So I want to I want to hear what Chris's reaction is. Yeah. Are you gassed? What come what what you must be on the top of the moon. I remember those texts after the West Ham game. Oh my like, god. Yeah, this man uh, this man said he was quitting. He this guy said he was quitting watching football. <laughs> yeah. That's how pissed <laughs> off this guy was. Like like I, man, I okay. Like 3-0 at home. That match, that match. Well, first <laughs> of all, no, we didn't get slapped 3-0 at home. It was a, it was a draw turn. We didn't no, get no, no, slapped. No, like oh. me getting slapped 3-0. Oh, oh. I was like, <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to die. Like we did not lose three <laughs> nil at home. Turn. Um, no. First of all, yeah, you could talk about that match real quick. Um, that was absolutely absurd. I mean, talk about like this is okay. That match really sums up my feeling and just kind of the whole deal with Spurs. Is, I mean, no matter no matter how good we do, how how many like good performances we string together, like. There's, it's always going to be something. It's always going to be something. So that's why it's like, 
you know, you love to see a good string of performances going along. I mean, you love to see the table position. You love to see what Jose's trying to build over there. Um, but just year in and year out, it always, it's what, oh, it's always one little thing, whether it be like a certain VAR decision doesn't go our way. Just, you know, the team like looks amazing and then just they choose to, I mean, the final, you know, they look so good, all these like resilient performances and they just come up to the big show, just absolutely dead, just nothing in the tank. I mean, that's kind of where the fear is, I think, as a Spurs fan. Because you can see, you see what they're capable of. And I think that's why I was so pissed after the West End game. I mean, they slap over there at 3 0 in like the first 30 minutes or something. They At least they had two goals early, like early as hell. So you see how like electric they are, how like quick they could go firing, scoring. Like, you see how good of a team they are. But then, you know, when you see results like that, allowing West Ham to come back in the last 10 minutes of the game, like, you know, it's just like those are the two things that constantly, like, irk you as a Spurs fan, I'd say, just because they do – and you guys know it. Everybody knows it. They have that ability to just capitulate right in front of you. So I'm loving where we're at in the table currently. Um, I think if they were able to pull off this win versus City, I mean, like you said, we do have a tough uh, strand of, like, matches coming up. But if they were to come out of here, like – you know, what do they have? City, Chelsea. I know they have Chelsea coming up. Yeah, I know we got Tottenham's next Arsenal's game. Arsenal's coming up. I'm gassed for that game, Turner. That's the game I'm waiting <laughs> for, baby. The Derby's going to be lit. Chelsea, too, but, you know. Yeah. Tottenham's got a really tough game. So they've got uh, City at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Palace mm-hmm. away, then Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves, yeah. Fulham, Leeds to round out the year. So that's a pretty Fuck. tough run of games. <laughs> no, completely, completely. That's a very tough run of games. Holy shit. But, um, I mean, at the same time, I think this is, like, also where Jose kind of has to make his money, you know? You've seen the performances. He's got the team in a good little spot. But this is what, what we brought him in for, you know? So I think as a Spurs fan, you could be nothing but excited. And, I mean, with the players there, I think the biggest thing um, that's amazing is – I mean, fellas, you know, I know I've been supporting, you know, for a couple of years now and not the longest of times, but boy, oh boy, do I remember a Spurs team and like Mora was the hottest thing coming off the bench. Like, geez, do we got options now? We have players <laughs> in our squad, man. I remember when Sissoko was like the, the substitution of the year. Like that's, that's honestly the thing that I'm like most gassed about is like the squad depth. Because, I mean, last season, how we were riddled with injuries. I mean, we could have done – I think Spurs could have done bits last season, but just riddled with injuries, not enough squad depth, and it showed. But, I mean, now you see teams like Liverpool, you know, getting injured and starting to fall back. Teams like City not really stringing together, you know, solid performances early. I think you have to be kind of optimistic and, you know, happy that we have some players to, to count on. Also, before I pass it off to you, Charles, I bet my homie – uh, it wasn't even a ton of money, 20 bucks, but I got Spurs above Liverpool in the final table. That's that's where my money's at. So I'm going to see that bet coming through as wow. well. Free injuries? You are yeah. cocky as hell. God damn. I mean, dude. <laughs> hey, you know, looking pretty good right now. Yeah, you must be out. Well, let's hear it, Chaz. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Chaz Scum. Okay. At the start of the season, Things didn't look too hot. Defensive frailties, offense not clicking, but man, these boys put in a shift recently. They're not conceding goals. 
I am the Charles, Charles, before you greatest. get before you get like all the way gassed up, I just gotta shout out that goalkeeper, man. That's man, what I'm a about sign. To, I'm a, I was about to say I am the first disciple in the church of Edward Mendy. signing. He is playing out of his mind. It's just like it feels great to like have a shot go and be like, you know, maybe that goes in, but like I'm confident. Whereas before it was like any ball that was kicked in like the last forty yards was like an existential crisis for any Chelsea fan. And look, yeah. you know, they obviously haven't played like anyone real recently. <laughs> like, you know, they beat Krasnodar, Burnley, Rems, and Sheffield. So I'm not getting like too gassed off of that. But I do think that it's very clear that, you know, the signings of Thiago Silva, the signing of Ben uh, Chilwell, the signing of Mendy have really brought a level of defensive stability to the team that was not there last year. I think Reese James has been playing very well. Uh, Zuma has been playing pretty exceptionally. And then, you know, attacking wise, uh, I'm just glad that we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, Frank playing the 4-3-3. I think that's clearly Chelsea's best formation. I think whatever iteration of it it is, whether it's, uh, you know, I think my favorite is Mount, Havertz, and Conte holding behind them. And then Pulisic, Werner, Ziyech. Um, I, I, you know, Pulisic's out, so it's Werner, Tammy and Ziek. And I, I got to say, I, of all these signings, you know, I love them all. Uh, you know, Chilwell, Mendy, uh, Mendy, I think, stands out. Chilwell is also pretty phenomenal. Uh, Ziek is absolutely dicing teams right now. Like, this guy is so unbelievably good on the ball. Every pass, you know, breaks opposition lines. He's a great dribbler. Well, he's exactly he's like creative influence that Chelsea have been looking out for. And it's very clear what's changed since the introduction of the team. So, you know, I, I think they got to play, you know, it's, I, I'm a little peeved that they played Liverpool that early because I think the game against Liverpool now would be a much more interesting affair. Uh, and Chelsea, you know, I think this Tottenham game is going to be huge um, just to see where we're at, how we can break down a team uh, you know, I think, you know, Josie's going to sit deep and just try to count, hit, you know, Chelsea on the counter. And I think, you know, Kane and Son are so primed to do that. Like, that's what they've been tearing teams apart. But I, I think we're in a really good place. Whether I, we can win a title this year, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, I think that Chelsea fans have to say, given how, you know, teams are struggling this year, why not us? You know, City don't look great. Um, you know, United aren't like challenging right now. Liverpool have, you know, all of these consistency issues. Like why not us? Uh, in a normal year, like if we were playing against City and Liverpool from last year or the year before, I, I don't think there's a chance. Um, but, I, you know, I'm feeling really good. And I think Frank has made the necessary tactical adjustments that don't make him look super incompetent. Because I think at the beginning of the season, he looked like a total clown. Um, <laughs> total clown. No, I hear that. All right, are we are we gonna hit me with the Arteta out brigade, or am I just gonna chill? I'm just gonna let you fester a little bit because, yeah, like, I, I think we got to talk about what's going on with Arsenal because you know you watch an Arsenal game and look like, oh, they pass inside to side. They've got Gabriel, and then you get just murdered by Villa. Yeah, don't, okay, leave Gabrielle's name out of this. Gabrielle's won player of the month two months in a row for our team. Um, anyone wait, wait, wait. Was he this 
Mons Premier League player of the month, or I'm talking was Arsenal it? player. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was going to say. I think uh, Sonaldo has been uh, ripping that. Right. Up, I, I deserve that. I deserve that. I walked right into that. I, totally, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't really know what to say. Uh, all, all I'll say is we've played all the big boys, so we we haven't had a break for so long. Not that Villa, I'm considering a big boy. Clearly, like we should be beating Villa, um, but or just playing well against Villa. But uh, we, we and we still have. I mean, Chaz, you remember four, five weeks ago? I was like, dude, have you seen what the the games that Arsenal have ahead of them? Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, look, the Leicester game we got played off the pitch. Um, in terms of no, we sorry, we 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 played them off the pitch, but tactically, like everyone knew what was happening, and and uh, it happened. So. Like, that's frustrating, but Leicester are a good team. It's just more frustrating that we played well at United and, like, that momentum means nothing, right? But I think that's really the most frustrating thing about the Villa game is is that. But the Villa game was – I mean, I, I honestly don't really know what to say about it. It was just, just kind of like – I mean, like, our, all our defensive frailties came back. Um, the Gabriel holding pair looked – suspect as usual um and then really it's just down to creativity that's all that that is is that um we if you sit back against us we have no way to break you down uh so that's why i mean there's a whole debate all summer it was do you sign our or party right do you get the defensive solidity and the create the midfield that party brings or do you sign our and possibly uh, you know, replace an Ozil of sorts uh, who can break down defenses so we decided party i'm happy with it but everything we're lacking i think one highlights the board's uh inability to play ozo which is frustrating because i don't think that would be as big as it is every single day on arsenal media if we were scoring goals um then you also look at Aubameyang not playing well i don't really know what that's up to he's not really getting the chances he's also missing lagazette looks effing dreadful willian is exactly as i promised or like Okay, I admit after Fulham, I probably was a little exci- a little too excited, um, but he's awful. And the fact he doesn't play Pepe over William is insane because Pepe is not killing it of any sort, but he scores like a goal and assist every Europa League game, which doesn't mean anything. But the fact that like William still gets in ahead of him makes no sense. And we got what we got Leeds, Wolves, and then Spurs, so it's not getting any better. Um, Leeds, I don't expect us to win. I mean, uh, at Leeds too. Uh, I, I, Leeds haven't been playing great as of late, but like that's still a really tough game. Wolves look really good again, um, and then we got the North London derby. Yeah. I just don't really see how, I, like, the whole, the whole thing was our defensive. So that we we were we were killing it defensively this entire season. So the Villa game, that's what's really scary, um, is is defensively because if we don't have the offense, then then what do we have? Um, yeah, I hear, I hear that, but I also think like in terms of a shout, like. Ollie Watkins, Grealish, Ross Barkley, like when they click, like you know, they found I mean, no something one's offensive. That, dude. They, Villa were nasty. Like let, let's just like get that straight. Like I, I, I think like like the 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 first Ollie Watkins goal, dude, the Barkley ball to him. Are you fucking kidding me? He hits that twice in his lifetime. Like <laughs> like no offense, I'm, and that's not like Barkley's a good player, but like. Dude, not even, uh, not like insane. even even Mane struggles to hit that pass. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that that's just like ridiculous. Um, and at the end, yeah, the third, uh, the the Watkins 
uh, second goal was just like us trying to attack and yeah, not a great goal. I mean, Villa should have been up within a minute, dude. So like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even, I, yeah, it just, it's, it's like sad to see, especially after Manu. Um, and it's more the positivity around the club is just like, I mean, it's back down to, uh, you know, AFTV banter, which is so fun. Um, Saliba too, man. Dude, uh, Cooper, my younger brother literally texted me that day. He's like, what's, what's up with Saliba? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. He's not Clearly, even in the squad. Well, he That's just, he doesn't, he, uh, he, I guess Arteta doesn't think he's high enough quality, which I, what frustrates me is Saliba was balling with Fafana, the Leicester center back for Etienne, uh, and Fafana's starting for Leicester, uh, and Saliba was rated much higher than this Fafana kid. So it doesn't make sense how Leicester are able, like, yeah, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. I, I definitely understand not putting him in right away, but like, geez, not having him in the Europa League squad to play Molda. Like, what kind of – like, he's just playing U23 games. So, it's all frustrating. Yeah. I don't I don't really see us getting out of it. So, I, I don't know. I just – like, honestly, it's just another season of, like, I just hope we play well and get in the big game so I can at least, like, shit on you guys when, like, a, a 12th place <laughs> Arsenal beats Spurs or maybe ties Chelsea at the bridge yeah. after getting a red card. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I got a – you know, my guy Robbie said that William – was better than Ziyech. Highly Who's questionable. Robbie? Who are we saying? Who's this kid? Oh, AFTV, man. Oh, Robbie, Robbie, oh. AFTV, Robbie. <laughs> hey, let's get that straight. Robbie Leal, that, 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 I love Robbie, but he knows nothing about football. Not, <laughs> none of those dudes actually are like, I don't go to them for like actual. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I just, and neither does anyone. Uh, so yeah, I don't, yeah. But but Williams, yeah, he's awful. I mean, he's awful. Yeah, I I just think that you know the the problem with the three four three is that if you don't have that central creative player like a player that can create it becomes really hard to string together results and you know with Chelsea when Chelsea played the 3-4-3 that won the title in 2016-2017 and is the reason why the 3-4-3 became you know the hot new thing in English football I think at the by the end of the season eight 17 teams had played with 3-4-3 you know you had the hazard you had the you know deep line Matic and Conte that were playing balls to uh, Costa you had the wing backs that were creating more and with Arsenal it's very strange because you know you can feel like you're controlling a game but just not create anything and like even the United game without that penalty I don't think Arsenal score like they didn't really have a great opportunity we missed do we 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 do not have clinical people like no one's agreed you don't have clinical people nor do you have creative Sure, dude, but I'm just saying we. If you do look at all the games, we have like three chances that are like not incredible, not like one on ones, but good. Sh- like Lacazette had that header that he, like I, I don't know, like probably should have scored, and like, yeah. and that's a completely different game. And not that I'm blaming it, not that like that that changes our season, but we just like we we thought we had the attacking power, and clearly, um, I've always not been like the biggest fanboy of like I love Alba, but. To, to to be fair, when you stick him out on the wing, he's not going to beat anyone one on one. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not necessarily getting any younger with his behind the back pace. So like, it just kind of like, Aubameyang is is kind of a one trick pony. Um, and if you let him 
be clinical. He's going to be clinical, but he's not, he's not like, I don't know. And, and, and of course, uh, this this is all gonna look bad on when I was like jacking off to the dude to get before the Spurs game uh, and you know claiming he was like the best track in the league. But like I think this year's finally exposing his weaknesses and just sad because of course it's like right after we signed him to like you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so it's just all going to I don't know. But that, that's that's my team, right? It's never really like working out for us. Yeah. Well, I mean at least at least it's consistent. At least you're not gonna go to the final and, and show out and get packed for like oh, seven dude, or something. Just you like, wait, just you wait. You know it'll be Spurs, Arsenal in the Europa League final after playing like really good football. And it'll be like it'll be like a just two the two most, that you guys Yeah, the most like disgustingly <laughs> tight, like just nastiest game. Brother, because that's what they do. Like They'll just turn up, dude. They'll literally turn up for those games. That's one thing. But you, you know, that's them. what Chris is literally gonna be like. Like, it, it'll be some shit where like you guys will qualify for top four, and we like we'll come in like ninth, but we'll be in the Europa League final, and it would literally mean like the world of difference to be in the Champions oh, yeah. League. But like, and we'll just like Jaco will like score three on goals, hit some, and, hit some fucking Jaco, yeah. hit some, and you guys will win your volley. first title, and. Or Arsenal fans, maybe will have to take a year off because <laughs> all their memories have gone into hiding. Anyway, I don't know. It's it's bad times, but we'll see. Yeah, man. I mean, in turn, we had you know Arsenal going number one at the beginning of the season. You know, it's crazy how yeah, yeah. It moves. <laughs> what was that, um, bro? Turn you have Chelsea getting relegated? Yeah, yeah, that's what I had too, right? And I think I think I said. Palace, I think I said Southampton top four, so come on, you gotta give me that, bro. They're <laughs> falling. They got... Are they, Chaz? Like, what is that team? It's just like Ward Prowse hitting a couple of free kicks. Okay, all right, all right. Outside of that game, outside of that game, that game, that game, I'll give. Um, but I mean, you know, I, they like diced Everton. Um, yeah, you know, true. they beat Villa 4 3. Um, they did get, you know, they get. Southampton are always weird though because they always start off the season so badly. Like they start off the season, uh, they struggle. Like last year, remember they lost nine nil to Leicester, and then they just like go on this insane run of form. It happened last year. I'm not saying they'll get top four, but that's a team that you know has potential to be you know not like Champions League, but you know they could be challenging for Europa. Like I think they they could. And Wolves could be in a very similar position just in the league, just in terms of, like, I think, you know, Southampton probably play better together than Wolves do, but Wolves just have more talent. There's a lot moments. of teams. There's a lot of teams that could yeah, like it's, it's be a, a shout team. for that Europa season. League, um, like, spot, though. There's, like, a lot of competitors that could honestly go there. Yeah, I think this is like you know a fantastic season for parity within the Premier League, um, and yeah, anyone got any last thoughts? Because um, I mean, we we're gonna have so much to talk about until this season wraps up. I think it'll only get crazier, honestly. All I'll say is let, let's let's see how how the big boys play the big boys because we played yeah, the big boys agreed. and gotten slapped, but let's just see how that plays out and and. I'm not saying we're going to even beat the teams we're supposed to be beat, but look, I, I'm excited to just see some real teams play some real teams, uh, and and then see what the tables looking like because that'll really give us a good a good good sense. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I get it. 
Yeah, I think, you know, what Tottenham do over the next few weeks, what Chelsea do over the next few weeks could, you know, signal what's going to happen this season. And, I mean, the big elephant in the room is Manchester City have not recovered from last season. Um, and they are playing way better in the Champions League than they are in the Premier League. But, you know, if they turn it around, you know, look, like for all, you know, we're, we're talking like we've written some of these teams off. But the gap between Man City – well, look – the gap between Arsenal in 11th and Leicester in first is six points. So I don't think, I think anything's possible. I think, you know, anything can be turned around on us and they're going to win, but I'm just saying that this is a very close season and it's not like the season's over. We're only eight games in. We're less than a quarter of the way through the season. So yeah. it needs to be seen. Although I will say Sheffield do not look like they're going to make it out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But well, I, that's I'm it. just hoping we can't watch the games together. Well, we will we'll be able to watch oh, Chelsea Arsenal. Chelsea oh. Arsenal just over winter break. Yeah. That'll be all I, I oh my god. If I take some shit from Henry Horn, I think Cooper will probably <laughs> come too. <laughs> Cooper will come too, dude. Cooper because Cooper and Henry have been watching games together. So yeah. the little bros will not that's not helping me, I guess. It's all Chelsea bandwagon and uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's oh, on San Miguel, but uh, yeah. I'm hey, don't dox me on the podcast. True, my bad. You <laughs> always give out his, his social Miguel, security. San Miguel, Texas, duh. <laughs> uh. I have to bleep that out. Not that anyone listens this far, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we just hilarious. started putting like gift card codes, like yeah, literally episode, giving out uh, TVs and shit. Like, if you like the horn, like. Listener, he's made it this far. Like, redeem your free, like, 89-inch TV. (laughs) Here's my Zoom link for all my uh, USC econ classes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah, I'll send you – yeah, that's hilarious, bro. Honestly. All right. Well, we'll be back soon. Um, As always, follow us on Twitter, Heads in the Game. Um, I'll tag these guys. podcast up basically every week every other week but we're on spotify and apple uh subscribe like if you're on apple you know leave a comment it's only nice comments though uh and then you might get one of those tvs that chris is promising but thank you chris turner so much for joining we'll be back soon a lot of great games a lot of great podcasts to come peace